Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Kim Dennis, our guest. Let me tell you about the clairvoyant medium. Kim has spent years helping people talk to the other side in her private readings and appearances. Her goal is to share her experiences about life after death, how to live your best life and bring peace to those who have lost loved ones. It's a great service. Kim, welcome to the program. Thank you so very, very much for having me on your show. Now, I've been doing this show for almost 19 years. I don't remember interviewing you. This is your first time, isn't it? This is my very first time. I am so incredibly excited. Yes, it is. That's great. Good for you. And tell us about your book, What's Above. When did that come out? Um, I wrote that, oh, geez, I think about 18 years ago. Really? That long yeah, ago? It was. It was that long ago, yes. Everybody says I should write another one. But How, uh, how did this all yeah. happen for you? Uh, the mediumship part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what? I can go back as early as maybe like five or six years old. Really? And I, when I was growing up in, uh, in Ontario, uh, my best friend Maureen, um, her and I were inseparable. And we grew up together, and uh, the difference between the two of us was is that she was Catholic and I was not. And the only time her and I were ever apart is when she went to church and she went to school. And for some reason, I asked her one day about church and about God, and she turned to me and she said, you know, if you ask God for something, he'll give it to you, no matter what it is. And I was like, really? So I started to play a game with myself. I was like, I'd start asking God um, for little things, like I don't want to go to the dentist tomorrow, and I'd wake up and it'd have to be <laughs> scheduled. Please, and God, I, I please. Go <laughs> or, or my grandparents never came to our home. They were elderly. We always went to see them, and we, I had redone my bedroom with my mom, and I still wanted Grandma to see it. I woke up the next morning, and my mom said that my dad was going to go pick up my grandparents, and they were coming to the house for dinner. And I was like, geez, I'm on to something here. And that was my first clue that there was something more, something more than this, than this world. So then I leaped to when I was 13 years old, and I had my first out-of-body experience. Uh-huh. Came home from track and field practice, fell asleep on my bed as teenagers do, had my first out-of-body experience. And that was the beginning of almost daily, nightly, nightly out-of-body experiences for the next 10 years. I had an OBE when I was 11 years old, Kim. Never been able to duplicate it at all. I mean, I do all my... Uh, you know, exercises and things like that, but I just can't do it. But I w- never, I've never consciously been able to say, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to have it. It just happened. And for the, and like I said, there were almost every night for 10 years from the time I was 13 to wow. 23. That, well, and that happened just, to me. I was 11 that, years right? old, bouncing on the ceiling, looking down at my body uh-huh. and trying to figure out, is this What's a dream? What is this? What is this? And I remember the first time, and it's just, that's what it was. I was just floating around my bedroom, and I would come in close, and I would look at myself, and I could see myself peacefully sleeping. And I had control over my movements, but if I just relaxed, I remember this, I was pulled towards one corner of my room. And I'd get closer, and then I, I would get a little bit frightened that I, that, to leave. And, uh, but I was never, and I was, never once was I scared that I thought I was going to die. No, I, I didn't feel that way, and it was kind of cool floating along. Totally cool. So, and then my mom opened the door to say dinner was ready, and boom, I was back in my body. And that was, that was the first one, and then, like I said, that was almost every night for 10 years. And for the most part, I didn't go very far. I'd just go around my room. I, I remember going into my brother's room. Um, he had a fish tank. I couldn't hear anything, but I could hear his fish tank going. Um, so for the most part, I didn't go very far, but a couple times I did go to a higher place. I did go to a higher place, and which I would say is, is heaven heaven and the feeling of being there is unlike anything wonderful that i can even describe here it's it's bliss isn't it oh my gosh bliss harmony peaceful everything just in divine order and i saw this is the weirdest thing i saw colors there that don't exist here 
I cannot recall them, but I know I saw them, and I can almost take myself to that place of the feeling of, like, awe of seeing colors, but I can't, I can't recall them because they didn't exist here. And at that time, about 13 and 14, a uh, set of my grandparents had passed away, my dad's parents, and um, they, they had suffered in nursing homes. They were lovely people, but for the last few years of my life, well, I saw them. And they looked like my elderly grandparents, but they weren't sick anymore. And their eyes were almost like dewy. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I also saw all these children that I knew were connected to me, but I mean, they weren't my kids. But I knew that they were connected to me somehow. And I remember telling my mom about this, and she kind of paused for a minute. Now, my mom's the youngest of nine kids, but she told me that my grandma had 19 pregnancies. 19? 19. She had nine children, but she had 19 pregnancies. Right, and I was like, oh, so that's who all the children were. And another thing I saw was I, I could see off in the distance that there was, it was like a classroom, a room, and in there there was all these people. And it, you remember the TV, ta- uh, TV tables? It's like they all had these and they had little screens. And my impression was that all these people had just arrived to the other side. They had crossed over. And, all, and what they were doing is they were watching everything they did down here. So that must be where my life flashed before my eyes came from, because it was like life review. They were watching everything they did, and not only were they watching their life that they just did, they were feeling everything that they made other people feel. Would you say that this visitation of yours was towards heaven or somewhere else? I would say so, yes. It felt like for, I don't know what else to call it, but it did. It felt like, I thought, if this is this has got to be heaven, this is what this, this feels like. And clearly my first thing was like, we survived this. We do. We survived this. So that was, I had, I had a couple experiences like that where I went to a higher place and saw a few things, but I, the p- feeling of it was absolutely wonderful. So those out-of-body experiences, for the most part, continued until I was 23, almost exactly 10 years. And at 23, I had my first child. A lot, yeah. of pe- a lot of people, Kim, say that people who have had astral projections will sometimes go through different planes or levels, and some of those levels you don't want to hang around in. Did that ever happen to you? That didn't happen to me. And I can say, I can, n- not at all. I've never, you know, I'm, I'm sure where there, there's, I think where there's good, there's bad, there's light, there's dark, there's on, there's off. I, I do believe that, but I've never experienced anything negative or bad. Not in my readings, not in channeling anybody. Why do you uh, think that is? Experience. I don't know. You know, I don't know. People ask me that often as they're bad spirits. I'm like, probably. Because I think that's how the universe works, right? I do, but I don't know if I'm just well protected. Maybe they want me to do this work. I, well, I guess so. That's why they gave me this ability to help others. But I've never, ever, like, encountered a bad spirit. I've been, I've been startled a few times when I've seen them or turn a corner or whatever. But, but I've, yeah, I've never encountered anybody who's ever hurt me or felt that I was threatened, ever. Well, beyond the astral projection at a young age, when did the intuitiveness kick in? So what happened was, so at 23, I had my first child, and then it all stopped, my out-of-body experiences. I, I stopped remembering them, and I don't know if I was a sleep-deprived new mom or what. But when, when my daughter was little, I went back. I was a bank teller, and uh, I went back to work part-time. And then the intuition phase kicked in, and it, just, and it just went on for a number of years, and I just knew all kinds of useless information that I had no business knowing. You know, I worked in a bank in a mall, so I couldn't see the parking lot. I would think of a customer, write their name down, and they walk in the door. My coworkers would say, how do you know that? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. And then I would, like, talk to my girlfriend in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, were you cutting fruit and cut your hand? She goes, yeah, I was cutting Matthew and orange this morning, and I cut my finger. How do you know? I was like, I don't know. 
you know, and then I've been talking to somebody and I just pick up all these little bits of useless information and the people closest to me were starting to say, what is that? What, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I know all this stuff, you know, and that long story short, that went on for a long period of time. And I was just like, I don't know what this is. Maybe I'm just a girl with something extra or whatever. And I had this one moment. I was going into the grocery store. My youngest daughter was about four and was running in one Sunday morning. And I'm in Calgary, and I grew up in Toronto. And these people that lived across the street from me in Toronto popped into my head. Just the thought of them, I was like, that's weird. Why am I thinking about them? So they lived in Toronto when I was a child. I walk into the, to the grocery store. I'm holding my daughter, and there they are standing at the meat counter. And I was like, I almost dropped my kid. She started to slide from my hands. I'm like, okay. And I don't know why that moment, but I just surrendered. And I said, I don't know what this is or what I'm supposed to do with it, but you need to show me the way. When did you start channeling uh, in doing that? Well, that all kind of started around that time. I started picking up. I would be talking to people, and I'd say, who's Fred? I remember that. And my girlfriend said, that was my grandfather that died. And I said, did he only have one arm? She goes, yeah. How do you know that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just, I just, I just. I don't know, just people started coming to me from the other side, and I, every time I talk to somebody or see them, it just feels like I was getting little messages, little, little bits of little bits of insight. When we take questions next hour, Kim, with our incredible audience, yeah. what kind of questions are you looking for from them? Um, they can, I don't know if I can answer everything. They can, ask me, they can ask me anything about what happens when we die, you know, um, anything about old souls. I've got a- Anything um, specific about one of their dearly departed? Yeah, they can ask me, yes. Yeah, I usually sit with people when I do a reading and sort of meditate a little bit. But yeah, they can ask me anything, anything that they want. Okay, and you know, and keep and keep your readings to about a minute and a half to two minutes a person, yeah. if okay. you would. Sure, but if they want to ask me a specific question, yes, that's that's that, that would be great. How many people have this ability that you have in terms you know, of numbers? That's a great question. You know, I'm. You know, I think we're all psychic to a certain degree. I think I'm just gifted at it. You know, it's like we, we can all sing, but we're not all gifted singers. But what I do, I don't know. I, I kind of tend to think that there's not that many people. I haven't really met anybody specifically that um, there's lots of psychics and kind of get intuitive, but maybe not so much channel people who are crossed over. So, But you've channeled uh, loved ones for people, haven't you? I do. That's primarily what I do. People come to me basically for two reasons. They're grieving. They want to connect with somebody. They they want closure, don't they? Yeah, they want closure. They want to know that that person's still around. You know, that that person, that person's still still close by, that they're not as gone. You know, I can't bring anybody back, obviously, but I can narrow that gap so they they don't feel the loss as much. It gives them some comfort. Did you ever, ever have doubts about the existence of the other side? No, I never had doubts, but I never really thought about it that much, especially when I was young. I grew up with no sort of basis of religion or whatever whatsoever. Um, but I always kind of thought that there was something more, something more than this world, but I never really gave it. Gave it that was kind of a blank page. I never really gave it that much, that much thought. That's it's and just remarkable. I started, especially when I was young, until I started having out-of-body experiences. I actually, one cool thing is I actually saw a vision of Jesus. What's he look like? like? You know what? This is the whole thing. He looked like anybody I channel always comes in a form that you're going to recognize. Old people on our old, babies aren't babies, sick people aren't sick, but they always come in a form you're going to recognize. And when I saw him, it was so quick. It was, and I was awake. I was sitting on the couch, and I, was kinda, I had my eyes closed, and all of a sudden he was there. And he looked like a picture you would see him with, with long brown hair, beard, mustache, and the most beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes, and it was a particularly really low point in my life. In my life, and he came to me, and I knew who he was, but I was stunned. And I had to ask, I was like, "Who, who are you?" And he said, "Jesus." 
and he just said, he said everything was going to be okay. And then he faded out real quick, and then this, I don't know if she was an angel or what, but her face was completely round. I could see her face. It was like a gray color, and she had all these big bands of white, like it almost looked like fabric floating all around her all around her. And she told me the same thing as well, too. And then he kind of went away. And I was so, inc- it was, it went away. I was so incredibly humbled. I mean, look, I, it was, I was at a low point in my life, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, there's children starving in the world. I thought, you know, I was really quite humbled that he took out a moment to, to come in to be with me. And once he did, if, if he comes and tells you, you know, everything is going to be okay, you got to kind of believe it. Do you foresee the future? I do. I do get insight into what's coming, what's coming in your life as well, too. People think, how can you do that, you know? And I didn't really know. I've read, like, so many spiritual books to kind of get a grip of, of what was happening to me. But, you know, if I was to say to you, you know, just because something hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it's not in the works. So right. I'm making this right. up. But if I was to say, oh, you're going to Hawaii in March, right? It's like, yeah, I am. How do you know that even though you're not there yet? I can see that something's in, in the works. And with that as well, too, it's like, I don't know, I don't think you're going, I might say, I don't think you're going in the right direction because you have free will. And if you do, I think this is what's going to happen. But you do, you, you can, you know, create your life as you move through it. You can change direction. How about COVID? When does it go away? Do you see that? I don't that? know. You know what? Oh, my goodness. If I had a dime for everybody to ask, I'm not great on world, um, world stuff so much. I mean, could you I'm have not... predicted the presidential election and stuff like that? So you don't do that. Much I kind of get a feel for myself, uh, myself, but I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think about it. I don't think about it too much. So um, I'm now, interested in world, world events and stuff, but yeah, I don't get too much, too much insight into, into, into that. Would you say your specialty, your expertise, is the dead? It is. That is my specialty: is channeling people who are crossed over and giving them evidence that their loved ones are still with them. You know that that can be that can be quite powerful. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. It was just this Christmas. Um, I have this couple that have been coming to me for a number of years. They lost their daughter, oh, um, Charity, in a car accident at Christmas time, and they come to me a couple times a year. They have for a number of years. And anyways, it's they usually come around Christmas because they come into town to do Christmas shopping. Anyways, because of COVID, they couldn't. But it's the 23rd of December. I'm home alone, and I'm getting ready for Christmas, and I pick up on Charity. She starts coming around, coming around, coming around. And I'm like, okay, okay, you want me to phone your mom? So she's with me, she's with me, she's with me. And all she keeps telling me is that something about making chocolates, making chocolates. I'm like, okay, her mom's got to be doing this. So, so I stop what I'm doing. I, I, I phoned Deb, and I said, look, I said, Charity's around. I said, I know it's Christmas time. It's a hard time for you. I said, but she keeps telling me. She said, I said, what are you doing? Are you making chocolates, making chocolates? chocolates i said i saw what she's telling me and she and she burst into tears she goes no last night we had a chocolate fondue in her memory i'm like bingo merry christmas wow your kid was there oh i do that all the time right i was like yeah merry christmas how do you how do you get into that meditative mode you know it's i was and you know what sometimes if i'm going to do a reading i'll sit down and i just kind of shut off my thinking that was something i had to practice to do i used to go to spiritualist church a long time ago shut off my thinking um, and I can just tell, I can just tell when the message isn't for me or if it's for someone, someone else. But, but that day I was just moving around the house. I was getting ready for Christmas wrapping gifts. So I don't always have to be sitting still. And sometimes like her, she's an exception because sometimes there are a few souls that I've, uh, people I've read for a long time that I get to know the souls a little bit. It sounds odd, but like charity is one of them. Mm-hmm. I have another couple, their son shows up quite often. I'll phone them. I'll say, you got a leak in your roof. And she says, oh my God. She goes, we do. And I says, okay, you know, your son's around. So I try to, in a reading or message, give them something that there's no way that I would know. Do you I have spirit no, guides? No way. What's that? Spirit guides help you? Um, 
Well, I think, you know, it's funny. I always, I think I'm more clairaudient more than anything else. If, technically, I hear them. I see them. I feel them. But I mostly, I mostly, I mostly hear them. Um, so, um, what did you ask me again? Spirit, spirit guides. Spirit guides. So, I think that there's a, a, an entity, somebody that does help me with my readings. I think your spirit guide isn't separate from you. I think your spirit guide is that person you have the inner dialogue. Your soul guides you. Your spirit guides you. Is it our guardian so, angel? I think so. I think, I think that there is... I'm not even really completely sure who helps me with this. I know I channel people who are crossed over. I do see them. I saw a little girl in my basement, actually, yesterday. I think it's connected to me. In your basement? I did. I did. I went downstairs, and I've seen her. I live in a house that was built in the 1800s. And um, I did a bit of a land title search just to see who lived here. And there was a family that lived here in 1911. And I've been in my house for just over 15 years. And a couple, I haven't seen her for a while, but I saw her yesterday. And it's a little girl. She's got black curly hair, white face. And she runs past me all the time. I never see her face, but she runs past me. And I went downstairs into my basement the other day, and, um, uh, and she just sort of ran past me, and she giggled. And then I saw an older gentleman as well, too. Are the spirits I always? Them, and I just think they're connected to the house. Sorry, Kim. Are the spirits always happy, or have you come across some of them that are sad? I, they're always happy for me, <laughs> and maybe they're just because they're happy to come through and connect with their loved ones. You know, I, I, I you know, um, like I said, I can only based on my experience, but they always seem happy and they always seem at peace. Have you, you ever know, been I think tricked? We're all in a bit of fog down here, right? And I think when you cross over, all the lights go on. You know. And, um, and I think you have a better perspective and stuff of, you know, why you were down here and why things happened the way they did. And, you know, like they say, I think we all come here to learn, just like to say, it's like Earth is a big school, right? This is why I think we're all taking different classes, learning different lessons. There's no mistakes in life, only lessons, but lessons are repeated till you get them and learning never ends. And I think when you can't learn anything more, your soul, I think you're called home. I think that that's what happens. Yeah, and I think that's why we don't all pass at the same age. You know, that's why, it's, you know, we don't all cross over at 80. It's different for everybody. How do you know you've connected with the other side and that it's not your imagination? I can just tell. I can just tell. I can just, I've been doing it long enough. I can just tell. I can just tell that uh, my imagination is not that great. <laughs> but I can just tell that it's like, oh, I'm just like your dad's here. And, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I can, just, I can just tell it just a different place that I go in my mind. How long does it take to get into the mode or the state? long not that long really it's just sometimes if if you're my first reading of the day i might start picking up a little bit of stuff as i'm getting ready i might uh or picking up on somebody i'm like you know what your dad must be passed because he's he's been hanging around you know sometimes sometimes that happens i'll get stuff ahead of time but usually i think the universe makes this happen right i think i'm just part of it they make this happen so yeah so usually they come in they sit down and Right away, you know, I, I, I can sort of jump into it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.